Hi and welcome to episode 138 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm Rick and in each episode I try to explain one photography thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. In this episode, my thoughts on the relevance of photography in 2022 and beyond. Right then, here is what I like to call it the answer bit. Photography is bigger in 2022 than it ever has been. There are probably more photos taken this year than ever before. So photography is still wholly relevant in 2022, with the growth being driven in part by the massive global popularity of social media. And this demand is only going to grow with a growing population and technology becoming more and more accessible. Photography is changing with trends and technology, but is alive and well in 2022. Here is the talky bit. Yeah, we're going straight into the talky bit. Well, this is one of those questions requiring a talky type of answer. Well, I know what I mean. There is still a demand for photographs. The internet has transformed the world and having everything available to view online means that there is a much higher demand for photos of, um, uh, well, anything really. I mean, let's take products. In theory, any product that is sold online needs a photo of it. If not, you don't know what the product will actually look like. I mean, let's not forget, we used to look at products in shops. Remember them? Shops used to go out and travel somewhere and walk into a building and speak to an actual person and look at things to buy. Yep, old school, I know. Any products sold online, I mean, that's a lot of products, isn't it? And that's that's a lot of photos. And when I say products, I mean, well, anything. Holidays, cars, clothes, garden sheds, bricks, watches, phones, cameras, headphones, beer... And there's an insight into my mind which you probably didn't want. (laughs) Yep, those were the first things that came into my head, and quite worryingly in that order. That tells you about my state of mind, doesn't it? Yep, any product that is for sale needs a photo. So, well, that's got to be a good thing, right? Well, well, yes and no. I'll touch on this later, but yes, you potentially need a photo of anything that you sell online. That's the good thing. But what's not so good is that a significant number of people are looking at these things on phones and other mobile devices. Now, the significance is that these are much, much smaller devices, smaller screens requiring smaller images. Smaller image means you need a lesser quality of image. You're not looking at a massive image. You're looking at something on your phone. So it doesn't need to be a great image. Of course, it needs to be okay, good enough. But therein lies the problem. It needs to be good enough. Services. Well, any service, window cleaner, architect, photographer. Again, you need photos to advertise your services. And again, the quality needs to match the viewer's needs and what the viewer is looking at the photos on. Obviously, the photographer will need high quality photos, but that's for everybody else. Well, not so much, really. How about buildings? Building photography. Well, this is what I do. Um, There is and will be a demand for high quality professional photos of buildings. More on this in the what do I do bit. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? It being what I do. News. Yeah, news photos. Photojournalism. Now, news services are a never ending source of demand for photos. Obviously, and videos. I'm talking about still photos here, not videos, by the way. And the higher the quality, the better. But for many uses these days, phone photos are fine. Now, I'm not being derogatory in any way about photojournalists. They're amazing and I'm in constant awe of the work that they create and do, the situations they get into. 
No, nothing to do with them at all. But we're back to the point about what people are looking at photos on. And if everybody's just looking at photos on a phone, they're looking at them on a smaller device than they used to look at them on, okay? Advertising, the high-end version of product photography. Again, there will always be a demand for advertising photography and for the foreseeable future, a demand for high-quality professional imagery. Weddings and portraits, well, you can expand that to photos of people. People will spend money on photos of family, friends, loved ones, and this is one area where I do see a long-standing future for professional photography. There will always be a difference between... Sorry, I'm laughing there because I just fluffed my lines dreadfully. There will always be a difference between the photos taken on a phone, those that are taken on social media, and with the photos that you hang on the wall in the house of your loved ones. Pet photography, well, that's for people, but (laughs) in some cases... Much more so than for people. I mean, just saying, there are people who value, I guess, pets above uh, other humans. And that's fine if that's what you do. Move on, Rick. Travel. Travel photography is massive. And I'm not talking, I'm not just talking about those idyllic Instagram feeds where every photo shows beautiful people in amazing locations. Obviously, you can see me in plenty of them. No, no, no. Photos are destinations. There'll always be a demand for these. I mean, people want to see where they're going after all. Having said that, I do fear there's so much out there that if we're not careful, we'll have seen everything before we get to our travel destination. You know, you can you can see pretty much everything, can't you, online? So if you look at enough photos, you don't need to go there, do you? Now, I've got a specialist skill to make sure this doesn't happen to me. And this is it. Brace yourself. This is good stuff. I do not research places before I go to them. I explore them when I get there. It's just, it works nicely for me. Thank you very much. That's what I do. And yes, that is really what I do. Art. Well, yeah, stuff you hang on walls, that kind of thing. I mean, there'll always be a demand for this. Any any building pretty much will have some photos or other somewhere within it on a wall. So still a demand. Social media. Hmm. The constant demand to create new content to keep those social media feeds thriving just grows and grows. Now, regardless of your opinion of social media, we cannot deny that this is exploding photography in a way like never before. Social media has created a boom in photography, but my question to you, dear listener, is this. Who is actually looking at all this stuff? I mean, you think about all the photos out there. Who, who's actually looking at them all? No one. I don't think... I think there's loads of photos get posted on feeds all the time that virtually nobody's looking at. And do not get me started on where this stuff is stored. This fills me with absolute dread. And and also, how many similar photos of the same thing there are out there? I mean, you've all been to somewhere and taken a photograph of, I don't know, Grand Canyon, Leaning Tower of Pisa, call it what you want, and there's somebody stood next to you taking the same photo, and somebody stood next to you taking the same photo, and you get the point. Okay, so that, that was a little a little bit of stuff I wanted to say about the relevance of photography in 2022. Now, I know there are other types of photography out there. These are just the ones that came to mind to illustrate the point. I'm talking about, is photography still relevant in 2022? And yes, it is. Let's talk about the future a little bit. Well, why not, eh? So the future of photography. Well, what is the future of photography? Well, anything techie. 360 degree, immersive photography, live streaming, video, 3D walkthroughs, heads-up displays, virtual reality, still photos even. Why not? I mean, the possibilities are pretty much endless. 
And even with all this talk of tech, retro, it's still there. And it's making a, possibly a bigger comeback, which I, I have to say I find, I find quite reassuring. Now, I'm not a massive fan of retro photography. I haven't shot film photography in a long, long time, but I am tempted to. I'm tempted to give it a go. There's something about old school film photography. I mean, as wonderful as digital photography is, there are those who say that it's got a cold, sort of inhuman, impersonal, or is it unpersonal, feel to it. And film doesn't have that. Now, I think digital photography is wonderful, but I do get the point. I understand the point that people are trying to make and why why they prefer retro. They like film and old school stuff. And absolutely nothing wrong with it i used to do it a long time ago and i loved it and that's that's how i got into this this wonderful world of photography so yeah it's all good and all things to all people but going back to the future back to the future oh i've got a reference in there i'm impressed with that constantly connected now one of the big detractors of photography and current cameras is the time taken to actually get the photos now this was never a problem before but Nowadays, with phones and the excellent cameras in them, it sometimes feels like conventional cameras might just be lagging behind a little bit. I mean, more modern cameras, less so. My camera I'll come on to in a minute. But going back even further, in the film days, you had to post a film off to a, a processing lab or take it to a shop, even the chemist. Yeah, you used to get photos. You used to go to the chemist and drop your film off and come back a week later and it'd, you'd have a little envelope with some prints and negatives in it. Yes, I said a week. It could take a week to get the photos back, even longer if you had to post them and wait for them to be posted back. Now, you tell that to people today and they'll look at you like you're insane. One week to get some photos back. One week. Ridiculous, isn't it? But at the time, it wasn't. At the time, that was all we knew. We didn't know, well, digital didn't exist. I don't know if the word existed or not, but. I think the first time we came across the word digital was with a digital watch where you had those little bars that made up the numbers. And then there's, there's what we photographers do, and I'll, I'll use myself as an example. So take me and my photography using my Canon 6D. When I take some photos, I have to go home, insert the memory card into my PC, import the photos, or as I scripted here, import that photos. Now, I have to say at this point that I have I've gone through this script and I've actually spoken the script through and I still missed out on that typo, which is a disappointment. So I go home, put the memory card in the PC, import the photos, sort them, edit them, and then I can either export them out of Lightroom and then upload them somewhere or I can just sync a collection in with Lightroom Mobile and then I'm connected to the outside world. So that's a lot more convoluted than taking the photos on your phone, isn't it? Because when I take photos on my phone, I am, I'm instantly connected. When I take photos with my phone, I can share the photos with, well, I can share the photos immediately with pretty much anyone I want to anywhere in the world. Now, that's that's powerful stuff, isn't it? So does it bother me that I can't do that with my Canon 6D? It doesn't. doesn't matter to me at all. I genuinely don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm fine as it is because I don't need to instantly publish everything everywhere i'm not taking photographs with that purpose with that reason i'm taking photographs of things to issue to somebody else at some point and we sort of accept that that's how things are so so that's the now and that's what i do and i'm fine with it but um what about the future this is the this is the interesting thing the interesting thought well i'm hoping that some of what i've said so far has been remotely interesting but th this is the real the real thing for me 
Think about all those people who first experienced photography through their phones. Now, those people, they'll they'll look at a camera and they'll think it's so old school. So while the future of photography is, in my opinion, secure, I'm, I'm not so sure that it is for cameras as we know them now. Cameras need to evolve. They need to continue to give higher image quality, but they need to provide the immediateness of phones. This is, to me, the future of photography. Higher quality quicker, or, or maybe even higher quality immediately, or make it a bit snappier. Better now. Now, that's a strap line and a half, isn't it? Maybe someone like Canon would like to buy that off me. Canon's latest XYZ camera. Better now. But what about professional photography in the future? Well, unfortunately, I, I see the demand for professional photographers and professional photos only going one way, and that, that's down. Phones, tech and software, they're, they're advancing at such a pace that you can get excellent photos with phones. And let's not forget the point I made earlier. People growing up with phones are used to taking photos with phones. And as significant, they're used to looking at photos taken with phones. So fo- photos taken with a camera, sure they're different, but they're used to looking at photos taken with phones. And it's going to get not worse, but this is going to... Every year... That there's going to be more and more people with this view, as in they started off with the phone. It was the first experience of taking photographs. And every year there'll be more and more technological advances and every year the gap between phone photography and photography cameras and, and with the tech and the software and everything, every year that gap is going to close and there will come a point in the future, I'm not saying it's in my lifetime necessarily, I've got no idea when it is, But there will come a point when you don't need a camera because the phone or whatever it morphs into will be good enough. Now, of course, phones don't take photos that are necessarily as good as those taken with pro gear. I'll come on to that to justify that statement. And professional photographers can take better photos than others, better photos than non-professional photographers. I say can doesn't mean will because there are non-professional photographers out there who take amazing photos and I'm sure there are professional photographers out there who take average photos. So not a given, but a professional photographer has the capability to take better photos in most cases. But photos taken by non-professional photographers using phones are, in a lot of cases, good enough. That's the point. They're good enough. So the question is about the future demand for high quality images as the gap closes. Demand for photography is not the issue. Demand for higher quality professional photography is. And that's the problem for us photographers, dear listener. That is the problem we have to deal with. So this is what we have to do. We have to adapt to the now. We can't hide behind what we've always been doing. That is not the future. That is the past. And at some point, if we do not react now and adapt now, this will catch up with us and we will become not needed. I didn't write that in the script and I I, <laughs> I was struggling for the words to use to say we will become not needed. And I just decided in the end to go with not needed. That sounds quite dire on its own, doesn't it? That's quite a dire future for photographers, but it's not all bad. Um, I'm not going to dwell on that anymore i'm gonna move on to the um what do i do i might ad lib a bit of that because that's just given me a thought i continue to practice photography in what might be seen as the traditional way camera lens memory card computer lightroom processing blah 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 but 
what I do, it's it's updated to 2022. I'm I'm with it. I'm quite modern on top of current stuff, even though my camera's quite old. It doesn't make any difference, by the way. I use the skills and techniques that I have learnt over the years to capture high-quality photos of buildings and nice places. And buildings in nice places. <laughs> I use my skills and equipment to take photos that, quite frankly, you cannot get with a phone. Yep, I've just said it. I cannot get a photo of a steel frame on a building being constructed against a bright sky and get all the details that I want to in the light bits and the dark bits with my phone. Can't do it, and I've proved this many, many times. On a shoot, I'll take photos with my phone, which I might use for social media and for my own promotional reasons. You know, behind the scenes, stuff like that. But the to- <laughs> but the photos, not totos, but the photos taken on my phone are never, and I mean never, as good as the photos taken with my Canon 6D and my Canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens, using the techniques that I use and processed in Lightroom. Never as good. And I've got loads of examples of this because on every shoot I take photos with my phone. And yes, I do compare them because from my perspective, if I could take photos with my phone and not need all that gear, I'd do it. If I didn't need to have the Canon 6D and all the stuff that goes with it, the tripod, blah, blah, blah. If I could take the photos on my phone, do some quick editing on my phone and issue them to a client, I'd do it. I'd love to be able to do it, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's not good enough for my needs and the work that I do. And you can shoot me down, say whatever you want to. That is a fact. And I have never issued a photo taken with a phone to a client. And that's the point about the future of photography. There will, for the foreseeable future certainly, be a demand for professionally taken photos. So it's not all bad. Social media. Yeah, well, I use social media, but I only use it to promote my work. I don't use social media to be sociable because I'm quite old and I don't really want to. And that's probably why social media doesn't work for me because I'm not very social. I I don't get it, if I'm going to be honest with you. But you can check me out on Instagram. Let's do some plugs here. Rick McAvoy Photography. On Twitter, at Rick Photo. Pinterest, Rick McAvoy Photography. Head over there, have a look and you'll see what I'm on about. It's just all about me and not any interaction or anything. So, yeah. Is it a waste of my time? Hmm, possibly. So to summarise, I believe that there is a healthy future for photography, but we have to accept that photography and how cameras work are going to evolve in the future as technology changes the way we do things. And I want to talk a bit more. That was my summary, but it's, it's the adapting and changing the way that we do things in the future. Now, the future is, there will still be a demand for still photography. There will still be a demand for Good quality photography. Can you take it with phones? More and more so, unfortunately. There is also an increasing demand for video. Can you take videos with your phone? Yes, you can. Can you take better videos with a bespoke camera? Yes, you can. Can you take good enough quality videos with an iPhone? Yes, you can. Depends on the use, depends who's watching it. So they all come back to the same things. It depends what you're taking photos or videos of and who for and where are they being viewed. That will determine if you need a camera or not. And it it, that defines the future of photography for me is those three things. Right then, I'm done there pretty much. Next episode. Well, Photographer Explained podcast episode 139. 
I'm going to be announcing some changes to my podcast. I haven't come up with a title yet. Um, it'll probably be something along the lines of Photography Explained Podcast Episode 139. What's coming up and what's new? That sounds all right, doesn't it? Uh, I'll come up with some title and tell you what's happening because um, I've been having a little old think, missing an episode the other week and publishing one late and then sending out the episode last week, which was my call for questions and the survey that's there. Oh, survey. Talking of future episodes, my survey. Sorry, I nearly forgot. There's a survey on the Photography Explained podcast website. Just nine questions that It'll take you less than a minute to answer, so just head over, please, to photographerexplainedpodcast.com forward slash survey. Answer the questions. It will help me. And if you do, I thank you. Just some info about what I should and should not be doing going forwards. It's just info that will help me to give you, my dear listener, a better podcast. So your assistance will No, your assistance would be appreciated, not will be. That's so presumptuous of me. And of course, if you've got a photography question you want me to answer in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish, without the relevant details, just head over to photographerexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, this episode, it was brought to you by, well, water, sat here in my homemade acoustically cushioned recording emporium. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much. That was like a really sharp ending, wasn't it? I think I've drawn the ending out before. That was a bit sudden, wasn't it? But now I'm done now. I'm just trying to make it a little bit slicker. You might have noticed the odd little change here and there. So um, I'm out of here. I've been Rick McAvoy. I like that. I'm out of here. I might chuck that in the next episode. So I'm out of here. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. It says here, and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. I know, 20 minutes of your valuable time. Still, I'll explain that in the next episode. Okay, I am definitely out of here. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight-talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.